0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. <laughs> and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Halasys, who has a new album called Cerulean, which is released on May 15th. Right now, I'm being joined by what appears to be the important members of the band to share some more information about what they've got going on. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having
1: us. Thank you. Thank you, man.
0: Absolutely great to have you on now, just so that we are all aware here out in podcast land, who is all on the call? if you guys would mind introducing yourselves?
2: Yeah, sure. so I'm samuel i'm I'm the drummer of of the band. I also did the mix mix for cerulean. yeah yeah uh,
3: my name's Jose. <laughs> Did't mean to cut you off there, but yeah my, my name's Jose and I play guitar.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm Sandra here and I also play guitar. Beautiful.
0: All right, so we do have all of the important people present. Yep. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Beautiful. And I just love the fact that it, there's a drummer who's like and I also did the mix. Like how many drummers out there are doing the mixing for your band's album? Like yeah.
1: I don't know,
0: you know, he also not did a, the vocals.
1: He also did the, yeah, work, so yeah. the record.
0: Wow. Did you do the master as well or just the mix? No, no. I, I didn't do the master but
2: uh jamie king did the master who is known for doing a lot of stuff for between the period of me and the contortionist and stuff but i did the mix and but i don't consider myself as a as a professional or anything but yeah it was fun
0: well it sounds professional well thank you it also sounds fun yeah it was yeah (laughs) Now, speaking of professional fun, let's chat about this track, Frailty, um, which doesn't sound like a really good track title. But I mean, I guess you guys are pretty heavy death metal, so I guess it kind of makes sense. But <laughs> what, is, what is the frailty? What is this track about? Well,
3: uh, the story of the album. So it's a concept album, and it kind of follows this main character. And without going too much into detail about the story, it's kind of the uh, low point of the second act so to say. So that's pretty much all I want to say about it when it comes to the story and oh, the no. meaning behind the track. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, there goes the whole interview because I'm supposed to ask questions about <laughs> yeah, yeah. the story, <laughs> but you're not going to give me any information about the story. So, okay, now I have to try and like, you know, like I'm chatting with a politician. Okay, I understand you didn't answer the question, but now yeah. <laughs> we're going to play this game. So, (laughs) Cerulean is a concept album, and Frailty is the low point of the second act, so how many acts do we have in the album?
3: Uh, Three. It's pretty basic story structure. I I, I mean, I see it that way, I'm not sure about the rest of the guys, but to me it's the low low point, and pretty much from there we go to the climax of the story, and that is the title track, Cerulean. That is... that is kind of where we wanted to. We all wanted to like end the story. Was the title track
0: okay? Perfect. So then, I guess if you were to take us through, because we've got three acts, so very Shakespearean of you. Now, <laughs> what does the arc of the story look like? Do we have a protagonist? Like when you say it's the low point and the high point, is there a protagonist? Uh, yeah,
3: there is a protagonist, and pretty much. Well, how do I put this? It, it, it's a guy or a girl it's a person who has the uh, the opportunity to like see what could have been so to say that's pretty much the 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 most vague way i can put it
0: well you are known for your vagueness <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you <laughs> i bet he's good with the girls cuz he's so vague they keep to keep some you know
3: damn straight man
0: yeah keep keep him on edge will he ever come back i don't know i love it Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know how the girls think. Beautiful. Um, sweet. So we've got this. So, so actually, something that I wanted to mention was you know, I'm looking at the tracks uh, in order, and Frailty is track number eight, and it's related to track number 11. So I think what strikes me as very interesting about this particular story is it takes quite a long time to get to the low point, but from the low point, we get to the climax or the zenith or the highest point very quickly.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is just kind of the nature of the story, I guess. It's, yeah. it's how we wanted to tell it. Yeah, yeah
2: we, we didn't plan that, uh, like, to be just as it is right now, but we just felt that Frailty is good where it is right now in the album. So it kind of fell fell in, fell in place pretty pretty quickly with the story. So...
0: Mhm. Perfect. Now, I guess when it comes to the idea of the story, did you guys, when you guys got together to create the album Cerulean, did you say to yourselves, "We want to make a concept album that's very Shakespearean. It has a protagonist, uh, but instead of Hamlet, there's actually a good story at the end. It's not a tragedy. It ends on a high note." Um, is, that, is that like a is that a Finnish thing in Finland? Do you when you guys have uh, classical stories uh, and folklore stories? Do they end on a high note?
1: Uh, mostly, no. I think they're pretty sad, like Finnish stories. Like,
0: they're real melancholic and stuff, I think. That's, mostly. What, I, that's what I was thinking. I don't have very much exposure to uh, Finnish literature. And I know that you guys are not at all related to Russians, other than just from uh, across the water a little bit. But uh, I've studied a lot of Russian literature, and it's awful. Um, (laughs) it's like my life sucks it just sucked some more could it suck even more? oh it did and then I died
3: (laughs) (laughs) well actually actually you just kind of told the story of the album in a way Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is actually uh, I think a legitimate way to look at the story but it's pretty much uh, the way you interpret the ending is pretty much up to you because even if you die and like meet your demise, it's pretty much just the way. I, I mean, it, we we let, left it open for interpretation just because we don't want to like take that from the listener. if you're like super into like reading lyrics and stuff, we don't want to take that away from anyone, you know.
0: Hmm. Oh, and people will come up with them things. They'll be like, "This is a recipe for cheesecake. How did you guys do this?" <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I know this recipe for cheesecake is speaking to me.
1: Exactly.
0: Sweet. All right. Now, I'm looking at the definition of cerulean, and it is a shade, uh, which is a dark blue shade. Azure is another word for anybody who's into their color palette out there. Or maybe I've just got, you know, tie. Like, it's not a color. It's a shade. Okay. Whatever. Um mm-hmm. So I mean how does that tie into the concept maybe lyrically? Is it how does how does why is it called Cerulean? What what is the Cerulean part of the story? Uh
2: I I think I I made <clears throat> up the Cerulean thing. It kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know where did I actually get the word Cerulean for this, but we kinda of, uh, took this idea of something powerful and meaningful in the story and we kind of put the cerulean or the something mysterious blue thingy to be the powerful and mysterious uh, thing in the album. So it's kind of, it's kind of vague thing. It's uh, hard to explain, but yeah, there was like no exact uh, idea or meaning to, behind the bluish, uh, cerulean, sky blue thing.
0: Okay, cool. Now, between these two tracks, Frailty and Cerulean, they sound kind of different. Um, I'm trying to remember. I can give them a quick listen as we're chatting, but if I remember correctly, Frailty opens up with some shredding of some kind, and Cerulean yeah. is kind of more stompy, a little groovier. groovier, um, a yeah. little bit heavier, like I should be drunk and smashing glass. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm curious when we're chatting about the album as a whole, what should we expect from the album? Is it kind of similar to these two tracks, Frailty and Cerulean? Um, um, well, <laughs> well
1: well <laughs> Well I think there's like uh there's like plenty of styles like combined. Like if you compare like you said, Cerulean and Frailty they're pretty pretty damn different. But there's like even more like some songs are like progressive and some are much more like linear, like in their structure. That's really like what we wanted on the album, like many kinds of songs, pretty much.
3: There's so I, like yeah. a variety of different styles on the album. That's what makes it special to us. It's it has a bit of everything.
0: Yeah. So since we've got a couple of guitar players on the call, and they haven't eaten each other yet, like two hamsters in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> My question then is, when you guys were working on the album, I mean, maybe take us through a bit of the writing process with regard to, you know, the guitars. Were you guys trying to push the limits of how many different genres you guys could include? Or is that just kind of like naturally what ended up happening when you guys were working on the record?
3: It's always natural for us. We kind of make the music we want to hear. Uh, I think that's fair to say. It's We don't have a certain goal when we start writing a song. Like Frailty, we had the basic idea of the song, like the main riff and stuff. And but me and Solomon, I just sat down on our practice face and pretty much just brainstormed the rest of the song. And it came out the way it did. That's probably because it's it's one of the craziest songs on the album. So we kind of just had no limitations on the riffing. There's, there's not really a, really a chorus or a verse. It's just kind of part after part and just a couple of crazy solos. Uh, I think I think we never have a like a plan when it comes to songwriting
1: yeah that's true like we we just kind of like make the, make our songs like sometimes it's José who makes the riff and then I make the next one and it goes crazy all over and all over like that
0: yeah
2: yeah then there also must be a guy who says that sometimes this doesn't work and this
0: yeah.
2: doesn't work <laughs> yeah yep. so I hate that kind of have a God damn it! Yeah, we we have a, a kind of good balance in that, and yeah,
0: perfect. Now you mentioned that there's you know a couple of songs where we don't really have a structure like verse-chorus; it's just one thing after another. And I always enjoy hearing that perspective from drummers, because uh, a lot of times mm-hmm. drummers kind of get caught into patterns and think, okay, well that crazy riff is coming up, so I know I have to play this or. You know, or that's chorus is coming around again. I know I got to play this. So, from a drumming yeah. perspective, how did you treat that?
2: Uh, I I think it's really really awesome to kind of you have to still and as uh, as a songwriter also the flow must be good in the song uh, with the drums and with everything else. So we kind of mm, meshed up uh, the parts. Like when the uh, second main riff thing comes again, then there's like vocals again. Like on top of that, when in the start there is no vocals, and then you kind of mesh up the things. But from a drummer's perspective, I I like the variety and not playing like uh, on a on a drum machine kind of script all the time. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You know. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to be careful that you don't mess everything in the same song. So, but yeah, I think we managed to do pretty well on the, on the new album.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then also as well, since we've got the mix engineer on, I wanted to just kind of ask a a similar question with regard to when you sat down to do the mix, Mm -hmm. what did you have in, what did you have in mind?
2: Uh, uh, that's kind of hard question because all that I had in mind was that kind of pressuring myself that I have to, you know, make this sound good somehow because I'm a, you know, beginner and I have to look up tutorials on YouTube and stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I didn't really. That may be <laughs> restricted a little bit about my creativity in the mix, but in the end, I think I got it to a point where I just had to be you know, pleased, pleased of the outcome.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, props to you that you were able to look up, you know, tutorials on YouTube and actually produce something that sounds professional because I get stuff all the time where I can tell that people used YouTube tutorials.
2: Yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of false information and bad stuff there too. So you kind of have to trust your own ears in that sense.
0: Well, and you, you mentioned it there, Tom Lord Algy, if you know who he is, legend legend in the biz chris lord algie's brother uh he has a saying and a t-shirt even that his girlfriend made him that says it's not the gear it's your ear and uh that's probably one of the most common questions from beginners that they're trying to search out on youtube is not working on their ear but you just mentioned it right there like mm-hmm. you got to work yeah. on your ear yeah and the
2: fact that i don't i don't have good gear at my home you know i mixed it in a uh, you know, wrong kind of space with lot of echo and you know, some annoying mid frequencies. I, I mainly used headphones for this so Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. You just have to, you know, try to make it up with the gear you have. So
0: Yeah, I know. You're you're setting everybody up for failure. They're gonna be like, Yes, YouTube tutorials and headphone mixing. I'm off to the races. Uh,
2: I mean, it took a lot of
1: it took <laughs>
2: I mean it was not a quick process, you know. It it took a lot of time and the first mixes I did were horrible, you know. <laughs> but you, you gotta start somewhere.
0: This is true. I was gonna say if you've got like for example, your bass is not out of whack, like everything sounds fine. Uh, so obviously that's one of the, the pitfalls of headphone mixing is you can't get depth on, on, uh, low frequencies, uh, a yeah. lot of times. So obviously you spent a bit of time. And so I think that's a really cool thing that I get from your guys' album is that you guys put time and effort into it. And, uh, just like good cooking, it, it can't, mm-hmm. be, it can't be rushed. It's going to take all day. It's going to take grandma all day. Okay. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> straight. <laughs> Maybe even two days, depending on what it is. Jeez. Jeez, Louise. Are there any classic Finnish dishes that just, it's something that grandma has to make? Like, modern society can't do it. Oh,
1: that's a good question. Uh, um, grab my dish. Let's see.
3: <laughs> Google <up. laughs> uh, That's a hard one. Uh, it Ah, uh,
1: damn! <laughs> is, it has not yeah, have potatoes. Potatoes are really yeah. important. That that's important. And well, let's some see. kind of meat. Yeah, like any meat. Just mash it in and
0: that's it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It could be bear. It could be elk. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that question yeah, came much. out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just kind of imagine you guys would have something, because we're at that, I think, at that trajectory period in society where, uh, and this is, I'm I'm big on this because I'm I'm a chef, but um, we're kind of at this trajectory period where some of us, because I'm 35, so my grandmother would be in the kitchen all day making stuff, and I just kind of took that for granted, and now that we live in modern society, I just don't see that level of care or cooking being done anymore. Uh, you know, in restaurants or anything, because people just ain't got the time, kind of thing. Um, but I gotta uh, be fast. Yeah, everything's gotta be fast, out of a box and fast. So I just kind of, I was curious to maybe dive a little bit deeper into Finnish culture for a second, because I'm unfortunately I don't know much about Finnish food. Though I imagine it probably ranges if you're living on the coast versus living in the north and and whatnot.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. I think like. I think like people on the coast like near to Helsinki or capital like they they do more fast food and when you go to the like countryside they do their own food and I think there's like could be You know yeah. some
2: differences, yeah. I don't know. Right. We just eat a lot of fish and
3: pretty yeah, simple we, food. Yeah, we're know. pretty simple when it comes to food. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I can see. I've got some things here. We've got Ruslepa. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> yeah they Yeah, right. Red. Right. Yeah. Lepa justo. <laughs> yes. Calacuco. Calacuco. Yes. Which sounds disgusting. Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's good. That's good. Uh, that's, that's delicious. That sounds absolutely delicious. Uh, Lihapulat. Yeah, good. Is that, like a, is that like a Swedish meatball? What is that?
1: Uh, Yeah, kind of like if you know IKEA, like the Swedish meatballs, you know? Yeah. That's like lihapulla.
0: Okay. Oh, Gravioli with like Gravlax. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, what do we Eat. yeah, beautiful. All right, well, now that we've gotten lost on food for a little bit. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now... Things are kind of coming down, easing off of lockdown. This episode will air in about a month, so it's kind of interesting to see where things are at, though I think a lot of things are still pretty much shut down for the rest of the year as far as a lot of music events are concerned. But um, is there any news that you guys are able to share that maybe I didn't bring up, that I didn't ask about, as far as what we might expect from Halicis over the next you know, few months? Well,
2: uh, the newest news uh, after... Maybe, or maybe in the next months, we'll be announcing some cool stuff. That we have a we have a new singer coming, joining our group. Since we are we're uh, we have been mainly a four four piece band like many years now, so we finally got a singer to join us. So that's that's pretty big. And then maybe maybe nothing that big. Will be coming uh, like soon in the soon in the future, but I think there's there's enough enough celebration
1: in that. Yeah, we've been looking for a singer for like what like seven years, and eventually we got to the point that our drummer had to sing on the album.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was an interesting case, but we managed to pull it off. So.
0: Hey, it worked for the eagles, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, well, I'm glad you guys were able to finally find a singer. I know that that can definitely be a real pain in the butt, especially when you start meeting singers, and you're like, ugh, why are we doing this?
2: Yeah, it, it was a long, long-term
0: uh, long <laughs> search. All right, and you guys could have meatballs and rye bread with cinnamon buns together. Oh, hell yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, boys, unless there's anything else that you wanted to throw out there or chat about, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast.
1: Thanks Thanks for having us. us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.